0: Hey everybody, what's up? <clears throat> Welcome in to another edition of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well on this Tuesday, September 27, 2022. Not to get into, um, as we are getting closer and closer to postseason after for baseball, NBA training camp, uh, as well as NHL. A uh, whole lot more to dive into, um, so hope you all can stay in the loop for things. Um, quite a bit to recap in week three of the NFL season. Uh, we saw quite a bit take place and a lot of things still to be answered for some teams early on in the season. Um, as always, you can find more of my Episodes and content on various platforms, uh, including Zencaster as well. Uh, so you can check that out. Um, and like I said, spend some time, so I'll try to get some more content out there consistently if I can. Um, so, let's get started with some of the things I want to kind of talk about before I dive into the NFL. Um, and that would be some of the things that have transpired recently. Um, you know, around the league. Let's start with Robert Sauber and the Phoenix Suns. You know, Robert Sauber has begun the process now of selling the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, obviously, there's a whole lot of uh, bad, bad, criticism of the NBA of only giving him a, a year of suspension and coming on a fine. Uh, also, there were a lot of players who expressed their views, a lot of columnists, journalists, um, you know, and the more and more kind of build build it towards Robert Sauber. Whatever he, you know, had done was really just not um, great, you know, not good at all. And he looked more and more into it, and things that kind of transpired. Um, you know, the Suns obviously have so much not to kind of deal with um, this season, just knowing. You know with the uncertainty at the you know the ownership level and all that. Uh, so it was the right move, for Robert Sarver, and he might have cited yes, public pressure and all those things. But the kind of things that were reported, is that was kind of done, just not what a organization needs in the NBA. And I think that the Suns hopefully will be able to kind of work through it to get better uh, as a you know uh, as the season goes on, and you know obviously keys on the players and just being able to make sure that they're comfortable and then are okay situation. So, hope for the best for, for the Phoenix Suns and players, obviously, go Williams, James Jones. Uh, it's going to be a lot of things they have to kind of figure out as this year continues with change in ownership. So, it will be a challenging time. But I think, you know, more importantly, you know, there's obviously a lot of focus on the Phoenix Suns in terms of just, you know, this thing hanging over their season and, where they have some clarity at least for some, for some time being um, heading into the season and we'll see now if they can kind of find a way to be more competitive and get back um, to what they want to get back to and that's the NBA Finals appearance. I also want to talk a little bit about um, the Boston Celtics and their situation and even Yudoka. Udoka has been suspended for the entire season due to having a essential relationship with uh, Stafford and the Celtics. Obviously, this was something that really you know came out and was very shocking and, su- and surprising. Um, but you know, Udoka obviously found himself in a pretty bad position here, and obviously, there's been a lot of talk about things being publicized and suspension being fair or not. It's just really tough to see like this team who just made the NBA final under his leadership, his coaching abilities, and now this situation kind of happens It's unfortunate uh, but you know obviously the nba has all teams have their rules policy organizations things they have to kind of follow and for um for the celtics i mean this is a huge uh, huge blow because you know it kind of felt like they were kind of they had some success last year a new coach new system you know obviously the players felt strongly about everything and so now for this situation to happen it's really tough and you just wonder if they had, you know, the the chef kind of kept the assistant coach that they left the Utah Jazz job so they have kept him on a little more longer and kept him there uh, because now they're going to be in a situation where you know, a lot of these players you know, have to really perform, take them round smart, you know, they obviously had a great season last year but coaching is going to be a, a crucial thing for them and so how do they respond to this and how do they kind of those that adversity be something that they have to um, kind of deal with and challenge but I mean it's tough in the NBA obviously when it comes to the workplace to the culture of, of teams I mean it's just really hard and obviously these things come to light and it just come to light it's just hard to escape that for the Celtics you know you just you just don't know if you is going to be their coach next season or not I think that um, you know he should be given an opportunity at least Be a coach. I mean, like I said, I don't want to dive into all the details that kind of were reported and talked about, but I feel like, you know, he showed something obviously in his first few years coaching, or let me just say it's only been one year of coaching fully, maybe of something if I'm calling correctly, but you you still want to see him get an opportunity to kind of return and be back in a better situation. Um, And You know, time will tell the Celtics um, made the right move by kind of doing this in terms of just, like, they're obviously giving suspension, but in terms of the coaching search and how they might, whether they elect to bring him back or not, it's really going to come down to how much Yudoku, obviously, is going to have that dialogue with the team and the conversations he has with the team. It really will come down to that, and that is the key thing to watch is how does he of navigate through the how does the Celtics as navigate through that because Brad Stevens obviously is in, in this in, in this position, you know, and he's the one that's really gonna have to uh, kind of maneuver this position around. So we're gonna see a whole lot uh, in terms of the training camp, how the players kind of answer the questions, things like that. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things where you know. Obviously, you know, the organization, the culture, the workplace, and those kind of things. When these things, kind of things happen, I mean, it's, you know, the kind of process these organizations follow uh, will be key. I, mean, I think, seeing what I've for Yudoka as a coach, and obviously his experience, I mean, hopefully he gets an opportunity to, to be the Celtics head coach again next season. Or otherwise, he may find himself in the coaching cycle next year, and um, other teams kind of approach that will be interesting to watch. All right, so let's transition over now to the NFL and Week Three. Um, week Three obviously features some uh, pretty interesting matchups. Uh, some teams pick up their first wins. Other teams kind of disappointed a little bit in terms of their competitiveness. But it is early, and obviously, some teams are still dealing with injuries and getting their you know full health stars back. So time will tell, but. I- Uh, Let's start with the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule. They got their first win of the season against the New Orleans Saints. Now, Baker Mayfield wasn't overly impressive, but he did have a nice one touchdown long pass to Chanel Jr. Christian McCaffrey had one of those vintage rushing performances that he needs to have. when he's healthy and he's right. This is the kind of performance you expect from him. The offensive line did play a little bit better, than they had played the previous few weeks. Uh, they executed a little bit better. Um, Panthers' defense is just a lot of credit, I think, for this one. You know, they were able to obviously um, force a turnover. Um, you know, not, they did allow, obviously, a lot of yards to Winston in that offense. Uh, but they took advantage of the turnover. They won the turnover battle. Um, you know, they just kind of stayed... Stayed with it uh, over overall. Um, you know, James Winston obviously yes has been dealing with some injuries here and there, uh, but he played and he just this offense just could not get going. You know, you expected more from the running game. You know, obviously a it had a big day, uh, but you expect more from the running game. There's the balance right now for the Saints on offense isn't there? It's not, it's not clicking. You know, they obviously you know, found a way to win week one. then week two, they kind of didn't get their best things going. And this week, they kind of more of the same. So they've got to figure out something offensively to be more balanced and execute. they got to finish these drives and protect the football. I think that was really the reason why they ended up losing this game was just not being able to contain the football. I mean, it execute. And Winston obviously missing quite a bit here and there. Um, so you got to see better overall uh, because they, you know, they had a chance in this game uh, early, but they're, just, they're not execute. There were just too many miscues, and it has to be better for the Saints team to remain competitive uh, throughout the NFC South uh, because it's going to get more and more interesting um, as the season goes on. The Jaguars snapped an 18-game losing streak on the road by beating the Chargers 38-10. I remember correcting the score. I mean... Obviously, Trevor Lawrence looks much better, much more in tune than he looked last year. Obviously, he had a nice performance in this game. A couple of touchdown passes, I think two touchdown passes. I mean, the, uh, the Chargers were obviously without uh, JC Jackson and a couple of other guys. Obviously, Dustin Herbert was doing the injury. He played. Keenan Allen was out. I mean, this was a game in which the, you know you just saw the Jaguars kind of build the lead and kind of stay with it. They build the momentum. Um, not the best day for stealing his defense. They just could not get anything going, you know, offensively. I mean, Herbert obviously did his best to play, and you know, at some point, he just wasn't able to hit those throws or things that he used to do. Um, you know, obviously, he wanted to play, but the Chargers obviously just you know, kind of took it day by day, and you know, he's going to have to be a little bit better, obviously. I think more things for the Chargers because this was one of the games kind of came out flat. The energy wasn't there. Uh, they just did not get enough movement in the running game. Uh, the protection was a little bit off as well. So from that standpoint, I mean, Jaguars does credit. Doug Peterson, obviously, this team overall, this, they look better. They look better. They've already won two games this year. Trevor Lawrence looks a lot better. Uh, but, you know, we'll see as it, as it goes along if they can take advantage of their schedule or not. Uh, but they are looking much more promising and somewhat more competitive than they looked last year. And so, a good sign for the Jaguars, for the Chargers, they gotta regroup, get back on track. And they obviously, there's so much hype around this team. They gotta get healthy, they gotta produce, and they gotta find ways to be consistent week to week, if they ever expect to be in contention for a playoff spot the way they were last year. The Colts picked up their first win of the season against the Chiefs. I think with a 20 to 17 win, uh, Matt Ryan obviously made some crucial plays in this one, especially towards the end. Look at the Colts' the position in this game. Uh, the Colts' defense deserves a lot of credit as well for this victory because they were able to kind of contain Mahomes somewhat to, to a degree. Um, obviously, they picked picked him off at the end to end the game. Um, The Chiefs just really had a couple of miscues on special teams. You know, they just did not uh, end up producing what they had to produce. It was just more of a game in which they just kind of struggled to kind of build any kind of um, running game, Um, effectively. There were some key spots. There were some really interesting penalties as well in this game that kind of took the game in the Colts' favor. Um, So, it was just more of execution, the play calling... The Chiefs just weren't on their best. You know, they kind of looked a little bit off. Um, you know, you saw some drops. You saw some things that, you know, it was one of those strange games in which they just had a lot of issues with the special teams. And they obviously waived their... Obviously, Harrison Butler, I think, did not play in this game, if I remember correctly. Um, so, you know, they obviously weren't there at their best. But um, for the Chiefs, it was just one of those games that they just kind of were not themselves, a little bit flat. And you kind of expected them to kind of have a little bit of a struggle uh, in terms of just because they're playing on the road, in Indianapolis with their first win. Colts to win more. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman played like it. Matt Ryan played like it, finally, for the first time this year. Um, and it was a big win for the Colts. Um, uh, to pick up, uh, you know, saying pick up things in the AFC South. The Bengals picked up their first win of the season of the Jets. I mean, they were obviously were desperate to win the game. They played like it. You saw Joe Burrow uh, put, put forth a good performance. I mean, they weren't really challenged too much defensively because obviously the Jets are have a young group. Uh, their pass rush and their defense constantly figuring it out a little bit. Uh, but it was, just, it was just a game in which the Bengals just kind of played better, kind of set the tempo. The Jets just could not really finish in the end zone, in the, in the plus side of the Bengals' field. Um, protection was a little bit off, the running game, you know, kind of so-so. But hopefully we'll get Zach Wilson back this week. As I expect to him supposed to be back this week. Uh, so hopefully that'll be a big boost for them, uh, seeing what he has, you know, what he's made of, and um, this, you know they're a young team that's still progressing. The Bengals obviously need this win, considering they're in the division. They didn't have a win before. So now they're kind of back to uh, back to being in the middle of things, but I think the Bengals still have a long way to go because, like I said, they weren't really challenged offensively, defensively, um, as a and They're going to obviously have better competition. In terms of just their their division itself that they have to go up against, and that's going to be the key for Cincinnati Bengals is being more consistent. Uh, because they got yeah they got the win, but was it overly impressive? Not so because you just kind of expected that they were going to play the football, kind of try to pinpoint matchups. Um, so I don't take much away from their win against the Jets, just because I think that um, they're a team that's you know not as experienced as them. So. Uh, time will tell if the Bengals are back on, back on track But they still, uh, you know Are they still kind of going to figure out things as they go along uh, But we'll see, you know It's going to be one of those things where um, You know We'll find out a lot about uh, What Cincinnati um, Is Can they kind of recapture that uh, Can they recapture that type of form that they had um, You know In terms of how they looked last year The Eagles Um were all over Washington Commanders in 24-8. Jalen Hurts had a big day along with Davante Smith. Um, They just looked good. I mean, Washington really couldn't stop anything, honestly. Uh, Carson Wentz did not look good. Wasn't able to make some plays. Wasn't able to get uh, a whole lot going. Uh, It was kind of a struggle for Ron Rivera and this football team. They couldn't get any traction going. Couldn't put up points and rally even at all. And uh, just going to kinda a flat performance for Washington. Just the the defense that perspective expected to see uh, just isn't clicking just yet. And Carson Wentz obviously is kind of not giving his consistency. A, like, he's not having that consistent performance. He obviously has looked good at times this year. But some of it's kind of been mixed. You know, you've kind of seen him be really good. And you see seen him turn the ball over still quite a bit. So... I don't know the Eagles that right now look like the more complete team um, obviously Dallas has something to say about that most likely how, how they perform but uh, the Eagles are kind of right in the middle of things and I think you know we'll see if they can continue to be um, as good as they've looked so far I mean the competition doesn't matter and they've gone up against obviously a few teams uh, like the Vikings and the Lions and now the Washington. So, I mean, the Eagles have had... Obviously, they've had a nice and cozy start, maybe, with their season in terms of their schedule. But I think they will have some more games that will be more telling of their team when they go up against better competition uh, down the road. The Vikings have rallied to beat the Detroit Lions 28-24. to uh, Kirk Cousins looked better. Uh, obviously, he didn't have his best performance on... Monday Night Football last week, um, so overall, you just saw a performance from the Vikings and where, you know, they got things going, Kirk Cousins looked a lot better, Dalvin Cook looked good, didn't have an injury to leave the of the game, uh, but the Vikings offensively just waited to get back on track, kind of do some of the things that they did not do last week, and as a result, they were able to win this game, um, you know, picking up a win here in the division, so... I mean, the Vikings do have that advantage right now. Is that yeah, they're tied with the Packers and the Bears as well, if I remember correctly. Um, so I mean, it is one of those right on the early on the NFC North is kind of interesting. That's where all the teams are right now. Um, you know, and we'll see if the Vikings. The Vikings have the advantage because they've won, obviously, against the Packers already. So it's going to be one of those things we'll see how. How long can it be competitive and close in the NC North? They may be closer this year just because of the change in talent and kind of things that are transpiring. So, should be something to watch um, as we go along this season. Um, I wasn't really tuned into the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers game. I mean, obviously, yeah, division rivalry and all that. But, uh, I mean, it was one of those games where you felt like. Uh, one of these offenses were going to put together a couple of drives to end the game. And it was close early on, yes. Uh, but the Browns had just a better rushing performance. Uh, Cooper had a touchdown. set, looked a lot better than he looked. Um, you just saw Cleveland play a more complete game, finish the game. You know, what they had to do to get the victory, they did. Um, and so, the Steelers just couldn't produce enough big plays. They weren't able to get anything from from Trubisky as much as they hoped to. Yeah, there were some drop passes, some missed throws, but this offense just really couldn't get any traction. And, um, you know, it's not going to be too long until Kenny Pickett is going to be in there, I think. Um, Because the Steelers needed a spark. Obviously, their defense didn't have a lot. Um, They were on the field a little bit, a lot more than they hoped to be. Um... But this offense for the Steelers, Harris obviously hasn't looked as good as he, you know, expected to be. The offensive line is struggling. Um, So the Steelers obviously have a lot to kind of figure out before their next game at home. And it's going to really start with Shabitsky being a lot better, you know. He did play, considering what he has looked so far, excuse me, this is one of the better games that he did play excuse me, but um, he wasn't obviously what they need to be throughout the game. The consistency to travel over from the first half to the second half, that wasn't there, and that's kind of the frustrating part for the Cedars, is just not being able to carry over any success they had and to keep it close enough. um, You know, you obviously have talent on the outside with Deontay Johnson, you got Pickens, and Play pools. So you gotta see those guys get the ball a lot more, and that's the challenge right now for the Steelers. The Bears, as I mentioned earlier, two and one. They beat the Texans twenty-three to twenty. Not the best day for Justin Fields. Obviously struggled a little bit. Uh, wasn't able to get a whole lot going in the passing game, but the running game and the defense really showed up for the Bears against the Texans. They were able to run the football well. Offensively, make some plays. You know, so. It was just one of those performances in which you saw the Bears' defense and running game really take over. Obviously, Justin Fields did do somewhat of some stuff to get them in position to make those things. But I think he'll be better, obviously, with better protection and better weapons. Um, they obviously have produced at times this year, but uh, the Bears are surprising 2-1. and one. I did not see the Bears being 2-1 and one already. Um, so they definitely have surprised. Um, so, we'll see now if they can um, get better from, better performance from Justin Field in terms of the passing game. And um, the real key for the Bears is just they have to develop Justin Fields right, you know. It's all about the weapons. It's all about protection. And we'll see now how they do. But so far, things have been a little bit interesting for, for the Bears. They've kind of won some games, uh, playing some interesting football. And... Their defense definitely uh, saved the day yesterday, uh, you know, against the Texans, getting that win. The Baltimore Ravens ended up beating the New England Patriots in Foxborough 37-26. A solid competitive game until the third quarter. Um, you know, Lamar played extremely well, flanked uh, the football, made some plays with his, with his legs. He was really efficient and good in most instances in this game. Uh, Matt Jones, kind of a rough day for him. You know, he did obviously make some plays early on and keep them in this game, but he had three interceptions. uh, It was just not the comfort points you needed from him. Uh, Plus, you know, he did get an injury late in in the game, which was tough to see. I think he will miss probably multiple games uh, because of that injury. So that was tough to see, but the Patriots just weren't able to get off the field on a couple of situations you know, they couldn't execute as well the defense did struggle a little bit uh in containing this raven's offense and that was the game that was where the game was really won was just to be able to the ravens be able to make a few more plays offensively than the patriots and just being able to kind of get um you know some separation with some big impressive runs and Passes overall, so it was a nice performance for the Ravens. Um, you know, a good one for them to kind of, um, you know, bounce back and kind of show um, that team they can be if they're healthy. Their defense definitely has to improve even more. So, you know, they obviously got some turnovers this week, and they need more of that. I think uh, to kind of get back to form on the on defensive side of the ball. You know, so we'll see if they can kind of keep that going. Dolphins uh, won a close one over. The Dolphins won a close one over the Buffalo Bills. Pretty surprising game. I mean, the Bills did outplay the Dolphins in terms of yardage and stats-wise, yes. But it was a bizarre game for the Bills. Obviously, Josh Allen missed a few throws. McKenzie kind of made a, a botch on that, trying to get extra yardage on the, that last drive that they tried to get into a field goal position. I mean, give Miami credit, give their defense credit to be able to kind of limit uh, the Buffalo Bills' offense and Stefan Diggs. Their cornerbacks play extremely well. Um, it was a complete performance from, from that defense, you know. And Tua made some nice throws, did some good things overall. Uh, did suffer a a, a hit that kind of you kind of worried that he was going to be out a little bit with the concussion and stuff Uh, but he did come back into the game and play Um, so it was an interesting game for the Bills you know they just kind of weren't able to look like themselves they kind of didn't click as well as they hoped to click Um, and you know they ended up kind of uh, missing some opportunities in this game and you know the Bills definitely will have to kind of find a way to balance the heck and be better, uh, especially the executing late and just, you know, doing that. But Miami is a fight three now. They definitely have impressed early on this season. They've won some games now, but you we've know, seen some good things from them. Obviously, it wasn't a big day for Tyree Kale or Waddle, but this defense from Miami um, had one of those days where they were able to kind of keep the bills from you know, going off too much you know offensively um, uh, the bills definitely have to be better at execution wise uh, because they left a lot of points on the board I would say uh, in their loss to Miami on Sunday. the Falcons got their first win um, of the season against the Seattle Seahawks Rick London had a nice touchdown grab towards the end. I mean, it was a nice performance for the Falcons. They obviously went to Seattle. It was a pretty good game overall, you know? I mean, you saw you saw some good things overall um, from both teams. Seattle just really couldn't execute that two-minute drive at the end. Gina Smith was playing well, but did not play well enough towards the end to get the win. Um, you know, and so... Atlanta, I mean, Cordell Patterson, I mean, had a huge day. He was really a, a big catalyst for this team uh, in terms of what he was able to do in terms of, you know, rushing yards to the, uh, on the day. He, he, had a, he, he had quite a bit of performance, and that was a, a huge reason why they ended up winning that game. Cardinals fell to the Rams at home 20-12. to 12. Um, The Cardinals just really couldn't execute in the, in the red zone. Super Cup had a nice end-around touchdown on a jet sweep. Cam Akers looked pretty good. Stafford was okay. Not too great, not too bad. Just kind of in the middle. Um, this Rams defense obviously created some pressure. You know, they created some pressure. Um, I mean, you just have a Kyler Murray right now. Obviously, he just isn't um, – and he doesn't have his full weapons yet. You know, obviously, A.J. Green had to go out with an injury in this game. Um, uh, You know, Hollywood Brown, kind of finding his way. I mean, right now it's tough for Colin Murray, no doubt. I mean, he obviously had a nice performance last week. Um, But it's all about consistency. It's all about getting his weapons back. And so when Hopkins is back, you know, we'll really see how he does then. Um, but it's just one of those games where Kingsbury, Kingsbury and... Murray just couldn't you in the in the red zone in the plus side of the field, and it's just one of the games that's never got any big plays going and pushing the ball down the field. That's kind of where the game kind of was kind of stuck. It was more of just not even not even to cover on third down. I think the Cardinals were 6 and 18 on third down, that won't get it done, you know. And plus, Murray had 58 pass attempts in this game, so like he threw the ball a lot in this game, and that's a recipe that does not always work. Having the quarterback put that many attempts is not gonna always work out. So hopefully the Cardinals find a way to be a little more diversified on offense uh, and be better in terms of how they want to attack defenses. Tennessee picked up their first win of the year over the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, A better performance from Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry. Um, You just saw them play with more agency, more better flow. The Raiders just really started slow, couldn't make, make it a game until late. They weren't able to convert that two-point opportunity at the end. I mean, the Raiders are off to a really troublesome start. I mean, they kind of have been in these games, and they obviously have allowed unanswered points, and then they just haven't been able to click uh, as well as a group collectively. Their defense is struggling a little bit to get to the quarterback to make some plays on the back end. You know, So the Raiders have to find something They have to find something Devontae is obviously frustrated No doubt, not being able to win and do more Derek Carr has to play better But overall, Dr. Daniels has to do something different I mean, just, right, right now, they're not able to finish these games They're not able to kind of get going in the, uh, and, and you know, put it together right now So he's got to figure it out real quick Or else a lot more things may be uh, you know, changed up coming up So they, they need a better start they need a better start to their, uh, to their games and they have to be able to produce and get some big plays um, and, and execute in the red zone and, and outside the field. The Packers got the 14-12 win over uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady obviously without his top weapons. Um, still came down to obviously a, a, you know, two two-point conversion at the end and they weren't able to get it going. I mean, give credit to the Buccaneers' defense. They played well enough to keep the the Bucks in this game. Um, obviously, the Packers got up to a fast start. They looked pretty good. Had a turnover in the red zone overall, but Aaron Rodgers did play well enough early on. Uh, you saw the running game do some good things. The defense came up obviously with a huge stop. Which is one of those games where you know Tom Brady obviously didn't have his weapons, uh, but then again. You know, you just did not really see a whole lot of big plays. Um had a fumble or so. Um, it was one, one of those games where Tampa just really just wasn't able to kind of uh, look as good, as crisp as they usually look. Um, and I give credit to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for winning the game. And, and Tampa, you know, obviously, you know, they obviously uh, had to feel the play for Aaron Rodgers to get at least a win. Uh, even though, you know, the... Bucs a full strength. I mean, a win is a win. And, uh, you know, I think that for the Packers, it was a, a huge, huge win. They obviously got another win coming, you know, coming off and driving down the road. So for Tampa, I think they'll be fine. Um, obviously, you just want to see now how they gonna you know, kind of regroup. And when they get healthy, their offense, how they look then. Uh, the protection, obviously, was a little bit off. And... The running game was good to an extent, but not as good as it, it could have been. Um, and that's kind of where the game kind of, um, was kind of was kind of told. Broncos and Niners play on Sunday football. That game was really hard to watch sometimes because I think the score was 11-10, to 10, if I remember correctly, the final score. Um, I mean, it was just, just a game which both defenses were really getting stops. Game and 3 and I was... I mean, Russell Wilson finally was able to put together some type of drive that got them got them in the end zone. Um, it was a challenge, no doubt. For um, no doubt, a challenge for the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously George Kittle being back. I mean, it's just one of those games where the Niners needed a big play. They didn't really get that, you know, because the Broncos were kind of shut it down. But give credit to the Broncos, their defense hanging tall. Russell Wilson obviously doesn't look as good right now, but he did enough to get this team um, in position to win these games, and they are 2 win one somehow, some way. So it'll be interesting to watch how they do um, as they try to figure out, you know, their new kind of style at Nathaniel kind of Hackett. And then it brings me to the game that. Well, that was, that was the Giants losing to the Cowboys, 23-16. You know, it's one of those games in which I just wish the Giants had played a lot more better, especially in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, because they allowed a lot of unanswered points to the Cowboys. The running game really just took over for the Cowboys. Um, Saquon obviously had a nice touchdown rush. Daniel Jones was okay, but you just did not see just... The production that you need to see from the wide receiving spot. You know, it was one of those performances which you hope to see a lot more better from the from the offense as a whole. You know, Kenny Galladay not really being effective. You know, now some Tony being out there. I mean, it was just one of those games where the Giants just didn't have it going. They had a chance at the end to maybe do something, but threw an interception. And, you know, it's one of those losses that You just wish they could have been better at, you know, because they had a chance to win this game, and they they didn't execute, and somehow the Cowboys, with their defense playing as well as they did, um, they were able to kind of limit the Giants in a lot of aspects. I mean, a lot of sacks also uh, for uh, this Cowboys defense. So the Giants really struggled with their protection. A lot of bad penalties as well. I mean... Not the kind of performance you need to see from the Giants. I hope they would have been better against their division rival, but that wasn't the case. So they got to bounce back. They got a home game against the Bears next week. Uh, compared to the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, somehow their their defense and their running game kind of showing up the last few games. They've been able to play well and kind of set the tone uh, for their team. So we'll see how things unfold heading into week four. But a lot still to be figured out. A long way to go still in the season, and some teams definitely are facing. Interesting questions going forward, especially the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, who definitely need to find way to get a win and get on track uh, soon. So stay tuned, I'll try to get more episodes out coming up on the, in, the, in the coming week, and uh, stay tuned for another edition. Uh, Next time, we'll talk about Norwich Valley. Take care.